Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast, and thanks so much for being here. Today, we're going to talk about hunger versus appetite. While they are related, they are not one in the same. So why bother learning about hunger versus appetite? Well, the perks, of course. When you can learn to recognize what hunger really is and when appetite is at play, then you have the benefits of things like weight loss and your food being more pleasurable when you sit down to eat it. You will eventually have fewer thoughts about food and about your body over time. So pretty good benefits there. You may experience an increase in thoughts about your food and your body early on, but just like learning any other skill, it's going to take some practice before you can do it with little effort. In the beginning, there will always be a requirement for more energy directed at learning a new skill. It's a bit of a mind game, I know, but before long, it becomes part of who you are and not just something that you do. If you don't know what I'm talking about here, go back and listen to episode number 10 so you can learn what the difference is between being a box checker and becoming someone that you want to be and how being a box checker can help you to get there. So what is the difference between hunger and appetite? They oftentimes get confused and they oftentimes get used interchangeably, but they couldn't be more different. So true hunger happens in the belly. It's an empty feeling. People describe it differently. Sometimes they say it's gnawing or they get contractions in their belly. Sometimes they just feel like it's grumbling or it's talking to them. Of course, that can be digestive noises and things like that too, but generally we have this empty feeling overall. It's something that builds gradually in between meals and it may come and go a little bit here and there before it really hits you, at least for that first hour or so. Appetite, on the other hand, comes on pretty suddenly, most of the time, and it's triggered by a thought, by your environment, maybe by a habit. So if you're used to eating by the clock, for example, you may experience phantom hunger. If you're walking by a bakery, your environment may stimulate either by smell or by sight some thoughts about food, and then you want to eat. It could be from boredom, of course, or procrastinating. You may have experienced something along the lines of having a deadline due or not feeling organized or having looming to-do lists where you haven't been able to check things off. And instead of tackling those things because they feel so big, you feel like you've got to stop, rest, and eat. This is not a character flaw. It's totally normal. It's a stress avoidance strategy. However, once we start recognizing it, then we can focus our attention back to making the tasks smaller, more manageable, more approachable. And in that same vein, maybe you are stress eating, emotional eating, maybe it's a celebration, a social environment, or our traditions, maybe around the holidays or your birthday, or you know, celebrating in the office other people's birthdays or other celebrations. And there's nothing wrong with 
eating for celebration or eating during traditional times. But when you are eating without hunger, then you are going to slow or stall your fat loss. And so knowing in advance when these times come up, we can do some things to plan ahead. Now, I know that hunger can bring up some feelings of its own. A lot of people avoid hunger and your attitude toward hunger will make a big difference in how this habit goes for you. I used to feel really panicky around the idea of being hungry. It was one of those things where I would pack my meals with me and take them into restaurants to avoid eating something that I wasn't supposed to eat, but also not being hungry and having to wait until I was in a circumstance where I could eat the food that I was planning to eat. And that led me down a pretty disordered path for a long time. I was suffering with feelings of stress and fear of being hungry and just having all of this mental commentary. I would not want to go out to social events because I was afraid of being away from my food too long and it was just my food, right? Which is so ridiculous because food is abundant and it's everywhere and there is something reasonable that you can find to eat just about anywhere. And if there isn't something, quote, healthy on the menu, eating some unhealthy, for lack of a better term, food is not going to make or break your goals. That's the reality of it. Now, of course, food quality matters. And if you're doing that all the time and you're never prepared, maybe you're going to stand in your own way. But the reality is we should not be panicking and afraid of a little bit of hunger. In fact, hunger is there to have our backs. It tells us when we need a little bit more energy and nourishment. When we are focused so much on appetite that we don't even recognize our true hunger signals, then likely we're eating too much in order to have any sort of fat loss success. Just like when your body sends you a signal that you're cold and so you go and grab a coat or it sends you a signal that you're tired and so you at some point in the near future find some time to rest or go to bed, hunger is the same way. It's not something that we need to bring a bunch of drama to, a bunch of baggage to, and when we start experience that feeling, make it go away. It's not a negative feeling. All it is is a body signal that lets us know it's time to eat. And then within the next hour or so, we plan to do that. No big deal. Sometimes there are things that impact the way that we feel about hunger, things like food insecurity or past or disordered eating, kind of like how I just talked about the way that my past dictated my attitude toward hunger. Sometimes it's about how you were raised, a dieting history, all of these things can come into play, but the reality is hunger is not something to be afraid of and it's going to be okay. So now that you know what hunger is and what appetite is, what are you supposed to do about it? How do you apply this? How do you make it work for you? Well, my clients aim for three bouts of hunger a day. Now I know that sounds like a lot, so if it's too much for you, start smaller and we'll get to that in a moment. But in general, three meals a day means being hungry three times a day. Once you start to experience that initial bout of hunger, the first signs of hunger, then you'll want to either pay attention to the clock or set a timer. And in the beginning, five or 10 minutes might be all you can handle. 
but ultimately the goal is to get to 30 to 60 minutes where you are experiencing true belly hunger and that doesn't mean you're going to be suffering in pain for an hour that just means that you're going to notice the feelings of hunger for an hour if you're paying attention to them we don't need this extreme hunger we don't need to be grumpy and have our stomach gnawing and screaming at us but hunger whispers in the beginning it just lets you know hey i'm here you should probably start looking for food soon that is where we need to find the sweet spot that is where we start to pay attention go okay i'm getting hungry and then we wait we want to avoid long stretches too often there are There will always be situations where maybe you can't get to food right away or even within that hour where you're hungry for an hour or two or even more. But that should not be the norm. The norm for you should be about an hour. So if you find yourself oftentimes hungry for several hours, what's going to happen when you sit down and have your meal? You're going to eat it too fast. You're going to eat too much of it. You're not going to enjoy it because it's going to be about making up for time, right? You're going to be ravishing the food because you're so hungry and so miserable. So we don't want to have these long stretches where we're hungry. You want to also avoid pre-gaming. That is one of the things that I really see people do often is assume that since they're going into a long meeting or they have a long drive ahead of them or whatever it is, that they're not going to have access to food, and so they eat to avoid hunger. You don't sleep to avoid tiredness. You sleep when you are tired, and the same thing goes for hunger. So if you happen to go a few hours here and there, it's not the end of the world, even though it kind of might feel like it. And so it might be okay for you to prepare in advance if you have something that you know that you're not going to have access to a sit-down meal maybe you have something available to you but in general avoid pre-gaming unless it's going to impact you really poorly for example if you've got something that's going to take a lot of mental effort maybe a test that you're going to be in all day long you might want to weigh the pros and cons of that and say okay you know what After a few hours of hunger, my ability to think really well and problem solve goes down. So I'm going to make sure that I avoid hunger in those circumstances. But again, that is not the norm. It's an exception to the rule. If you find yourself pre-gaming, pre-eating to avoid hunger as a regular thing, then we need to talk a little bit about your attitude towards hunger and just remind yourself that hunger is not an emergency. It's a natural biological signal perfectly normal, perfectly safe. It's okay. Your body is meant to go several hours without food and not decline. So you will be okay. In the beginning, when you start to feel the urges to get up and eat, and maybe you have a few panicky feelings because you're waiting with hunger, try just allowing yourself to feel that hunger without bringing any emotional baggage. Try to avoid using words that are really dramatic, like starving or that you're going to die or anything along those lines. Leave all of that at the door and just focus in on the feeling alone. Where do you feel it in your body? Is it true hunger? How long can you really wait to eat? And of course, go back to the rule of we don't wanna go long stretches and suffer. Suffering is 100% optional in this case. You do not need to suffer. But how long can you wait? Can you wait 10 minutes? Can you wait 20? 
What would that feel like? If you begin associating hunger with an emergency and something that you immediately need to fix like it's a problem, then there's going to be a lot of drama around trying to sit with hunger and allow it to work for you and with you. But if you leave the descriptors and the drama and the chaos at the door and you just experience the hunger in and of itself and just understand that you have an urge and a desire to make it go away, but that doesn't make it a negative thing it's going to become a lot easier for you to start noticing and accepting and even welcoming that first sensation of hunger because you know your body's working well. It's letting you know you had just enough at the last meal to get you by and it's time to eat again. If you find that you are getting really hungry between meals, let's say you're getting hungry six or seven times a day, there are a few things that come up. If you have regularly eaten small snacks, grazed all day, eaten small meals, or bought into the idea that six or 10 meals boosted your metabolism, you're gonna have some phantom hunger. Those are just urges, that's not real hunger. But if you have true hunger showing up in between your meals and it's nowhere near time to eat your next one, then make sure that you do a little bit of experimenting and troubleshooting. Make sure your meals are optimized, which means a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat, some carbs, some fiber. That way your body's getting everything that it needs. Not only are you hitting that satiety factor, which takes away your hunger, but you're also satisfied, meaning that you are happy with what you ate. It was tasty and your brain is allowed to move on to whatever else is next on your list. We want to eat enough to take away our hunger and we want our food to check off the boxes to where it has enough weight and enough nutrients to make sure that we have enough energy to do what we need to do in between our meals. So if you're experiencing true hunger between those meals, you just go back and look at what you had before. And if there was no protein, maybe increase that a little bit. If there weren't any vegetables or you didn't have any fiber, that helps slow down digestion. Maybe that's where you need to increase a little bit. Just troubleshoot and make your meals a little bit different next time and see how that works for you. No drama needed. And if it becomes too unbearable for you in between that meal, just eat again, it's okay. There is no pass or fail here. It's just taking notes and adjusting it for the next time. So what happens if we are constantly running into issues and we can't seem to nail this down? Well, I've got some troubleshooting tips. First and foremost, Acknowledge that you're going to be a little bit uncomfortable and allow your urges to exist. We don't have to solve all of our problems immediately and hunger is actually not a problem at all. It's something that you have access to solving. It's just about patience and waiting. So allow those urges to exist. One way to make it much more approachable is to start smaller. If three bouts of hunger a day feels really dramatic to you, Just try one. Can you be hungry before one meal a day? And if 30 to 60 minutes feels like way too much time for you and that stresses you out, try 10 to 15 minutes a day. Can you be hungry for 10 minutes? And if not 10, can you be hungry for five? Make it as small as you need to make it because there is no rush here. We are learning a new skill and that takes practice. That takes time. And it's okay if it takes you six months to learn this skill and it took someone else three weeks. It does not matter. 
All that matters is that you are putting in the work to move yourself forward so that this becomes something that no longer causes you problems. When you feel the urge to eat, check in with your state of mind at the moment. Are you bored? What are your emotions telling you? Is there some stress or anxiety showing up? Who are you with? Is something in your environment sending you signals? Or is this something that is really coming from your belly, from your biological system that says you are hungry, you must eat? What is the length between your meals and your meal frequency? Are you used to eating six times a day? Because if so, that's going to be an adjustment to move down to that three to four meals a day where your meals are larger and more satisfying. That takes time to relearn. Are you used to eating every two hours? And I'm not talking about meals here, but are you used to just picking things as you walk past the office? Or are you used to having little snacks and little treats and things that you have just sitting in your desk or at home? If so, those things are gonna bring up some urges for you. And if you eat in between meals, your true hunger is probably not going to be working for you like you want it to. So you've got to get to a place where you allow yourself several hours between meals. Generally, four, five, maybe even six hours for some people is what it takes to really feel actual hunger. If you're not hungry for a certain meal or you're stuck on a schedule, sometimes this brings problems for people who are trying to practice this habit. So let's say that you have a rigid lunch hour or you only have a certain time period to eat breakfast before you've got to get the kids off to school and you've got to get to work and you just don't have time. Then we can think about how our meals are set up and make some adjustments. If you're never hungry for lunch, but your work lunch is always at noon, maybe have a smaller breakfast. Usually the one that I hear is, I'm not hungry for breakfast. I just don't like breakfast. I'm not hungry for breakfast. But then by the middle of the day, they're already been snacking all morning and ravenous for lunch. Or they snack all day off and on, feel like they haven't eaten anything all day, and then go crazy at dinner time. For this, you may want to go to bed very slightly, and I mean very slightly, hungry. So just those first signals, just the first whisper of like, I could eat right now. That is where you want to be when you go to bed. Don't go to bed with a very full stomach because most of the time when you overeat at night, you aren't hungry for breakfast. So try to reverse engineer your food a little bit so that you can then wake up feeling hungry. You may also want to eat earlier. So if you are eating at 10 o'clock at night because that's when your kids go to bed and it's the only time you feel like you have a moment to yourself, this may be something where you need to change your schedule up a little bit or look at areas that are causing a little bit too much chaos in your life. Fix your schedule so that you can eat your dinner earlier in the evening and that way you have a smaller eating window and then when you wake up you'll feel more hungry. I want to spend just a moment talking about fake full. This is something that I used to do all the time and kind of wore it as a badge of honor, in fact. And this uh, goes along the lines with volumetrics, if you're familiar. It's about filling your belly up with things like fizzy waters or lettuce or big volume things like adding a ton of water to stretch your protein shakes or to make your oatmeal bigger or eating a lot of low calorie things like egg whites, for example. When you do that, your belly will feel full. 
you'll feel like you've had enough food, but it won't be long before the hunger cranks back up. Your body has systems in place to not only scan to make sure that your stretch receptors have been activated, meaning your stomach has stretched out and it's full, which is what fake full does, but also that the food has enough weight to it. So that takes us back to optimizing your meals with proteins, fats, carbs, and fiber, making sure you have weight, volume, variety, good flavors, all of the things, because that is what makes your brain move on. If you finish a meal and your belly is full on these fake full type foods, fake full type meals, your brain is not going to be satisfied with that meal and then you're going to be thinking about your next meal. You're going to be counting down when you can eat again and your thoughts about food will increase and overall it just creates a disordered pattern of eating when you're trying to trick your body into doing something that it does not want to do and it's not designed to do. So avoid the fake full, avoid trying to trick your body. That does not work for long. Another issue is watching your caffeine. I have no issue with caffeine. I like my energy drinks and I love coffee. But if you are using caffeine to avoid hunger, you're going to override some of the signals. Caffeine happens to be a bit of a hunger suppressant. So if you're not hungry for breakfast, especially, and you've loaded up on a pot of coffee in the morning, then you may need to wait until you feel those first signals of hunger to have your cup of coffee so that you can get the timing right. So watch how much caffeine you take in. And overall, take a child's mind here. This is about learning and experimenting without judgment, without drama, and trying to figure out what works perfectly for you. It's never going to be exactly the same for me as it is for you, as it is for your neighbor. We're all a little bit different and what you prefer, what your body prefers and how you function best is up to you. So make sure that you don't get stuck on hard and fast rules. For me, it may be 60 minutes. For you, it might be 35 and that's okay. We don't have to be exactly the same. So just play around with it. There is no pass or fail. You aren't winning any prizes at the end of the day. This is about coming up with a system that leaves the mental drama behind and gets you the results that you really want to have. And lastly, if you are not sure whether or not you're hungry, you probably really aren't. So wait a little bit longer. If you can wait another 20 to 30 minutes, you might be able to see the difference between head hunger and actual belly hunger. So just be patient with yourself, give yourself time, allow yourself to learn here. And that's all I have for you today. So I hope you have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Follow me on social media. Make sure that you are getting my weekly emails so that you never miss an episode. You never miss an update and you can learn more about these topics and others. I'll see you next week. Bye.